In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I ask you to turn back with me again to the gospel lesson of the day for this portion, starting at verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. The Gospel. Pastor, Can you come meet with my family to help me tell them I have decided I'm not putting myself through any more of these treatments? Pastor, I'm glad you came today. I know my time is short and I wanted to talk to you about a few things. Pastor, I hope you can help us through your funeral sermon, help everyone else understand that even though his death was so sudden and unexpected, We know he was ready and actually died in the middle of doing something he truly loved. I've had the privilege of involving myself in conversations like this for my entire adulthood. I never take any of them for granted. I can sincerely say that whenever I encounter a moment in life when a mature, confident Christian is about to be or has very recently been taken by the angels to heaven, I can't help but think of Simeon and Anna, as revealed to us in today's Christmas season gospel. What tremendous examples, what mentors they are for us all. They spent their days waiting and watching for the Lord's fulfillment of his saving plan. No one can say how they became so certain they would see the Messiah with their own eyes in their own lifetimes, but they knew, they knew with all their hearts that they would see him and what it would mean for them. Whenever I read this text, I remember some time back here in my days at Faith when I preached on this text and was challenged that Sunday after the services were over by a member who asked me a very point-blank question. He asked me why I assumed that Simeon was an old man. Nowhere in the text did it say that he was old, just that he was ready to go and that he had known that he would never die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. It's interesting, our perspective on such things and what assumptions we make. Simeon revealed he knew and understood even more. His words of praise and surrender to his God reveal the profound depth of his faith. At the same time, his words to Jesus' mother, Mary, also reveal a profound awareness of the suffering both Jesus and Mary will experience through the unfolding of God's saving plan. It is glimpses such as this of the internal spiritual struggle and journey that 
Simeon, Anna, and Mary each were on help us understand just how much they truly are as human as any of us. I can't comprehend how Mary could go to the temple for any festival or for the daily office of sin offerings or go to her local synagogue any given Sabbath to hear the proclamation of the prophecies and not think deep, painful thoughts about her son one day being the sacrifice for the sins of the world? Was she present the day her young relative, John the Baptist, pointed at her firstborn son and declared him the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? We will never know, but it certainly is very possible. The interaction and combination of these three people, Mary, Simeon, and Anna, would be worth the effort of at least one hour-long Bible study. We could explore the facets of their interaction and the prophetic implications of what was available to them from the Old Testament at their shared moment. But then it is also clear that through the messages of angels and the inspired revelations of the Holy Spirit, each clearly knew much about what Jesus would grow up to be and what he would do while he was still a babe cradled in their arms. I rarely am present where a newborn is also present that I don't ask for a chance to hold the baby. It's a phenomenon, a phenomenon that many of us enjoy, and I think it is simply wonderful to see that God's one and only Son in infant flesh attracted that same kind of interest and that same kind of coddling but this was all even more special for reasons presented by Luke. The words of Simeon preach us a sermon of their own, the dedication and determination of Anna as a servant in God's house, and then an evangelist are simply inspirational, the contemplative marveling and wonderment with which both Mary and Joseph react to all that happens on this day at the temple. Give us a glimpse into what it must have been like in real time to watch the prophecies and angelic proclamations play out. They could then immediately apply them to their growing understanding of everything this, this baby's presence meant for their lives. All of this is so very familiar to us. It all may have been even more special. But this morning I wish to take all of this and point it directly at you and at me, straight at our hearts. Do you understand how much more you know about your God, your world, and your salvation than these people could ever dream of knowing? How they would envy the detail with which you know all of this? They lived at a time when anyone actually owning even a small portion of the scriptures in print would be considered tremendously blessed. For most of the world's history up until this moment at the temple, the only place anyone could continually grow in their knowledge of God's word and promises would have been to attend a synagogue on a Saturday. The other option would be to travel all the way to Jerusalem to the temple on any given day. But you wouldn't be handed a worship folder with printed out lessons with which to read along at any of these occasions. No, you would have been expected to listen very closely first to the word itself and then to its applications or illustrations 
And you then had to tuck everything you learned into your heart and mind to carry it with you from that moment forward. Do you realize how very, very different it is today than that day for you and I to say, Lord, I have seen your salvation? You and I can point to the very first promise of a Savior to Adam and Eve on the day of their first sin. We can recount God's saving promises to Abraham and then to Isaac and then to Jacob. All the generations of his family that followed, you can trace all of that in significant detail through both the prophecies and the actual real-time history of the people of Israel and the family of David, of the tribe of Judah. You can also then study in depth the New Testament presentation of the fulfillment of Old Testament promises in the gospel. You can immerse yourself in the application of the apostles and evangelists through the histories and letters recorded as the remainder of the New Testament. The amazing depth with which you can see the hand of your God carrying out your salvation in the person of Jesus the Messiah, son of David. How God used David's descendants, Mary and Joseph. And yet how clearly Jesus is also Son of God through his virgin conception and birth. All of this detail would have simply overwhelmed and stopped the hearts of the four adult believers at the center of today's gospel account. At the moment, they knew what they needed to know. Simeon was ready for God to take him to heaven because he had held Jesus in his arms He had seen with his own two weary eyes the fulfillment of divine things his ancestors believed God would do. They had all longed to see them come to pass, yet were taken to heaven without such fulfillment. Simeon knew he had everything he needed to know and experience this side of heaven that day that he held the baby Jesus in the temple. Anna clearly is presented as having a Similar response and perspective in her own right. So what about you? How is your life, your faith, and your perspective about life on earth and life in eternity shaped and ruled by seeing your salvation so clearly throughout all of God's word that is available to you? Does it prompt in you a desire to know everything the Word would teach you as well as you could possibly know it? Does it push you to learn things simply for the improvement of your sharing this timeless and eternally vital truth with others? Does it calm you and console you when experiencing the ugly, painful, and twisted moments of this life by centering you with the certainty of your God's deliverance from all of this brokenness? If you answered anything other than, yes, every waking moment of every single day of my life, then you simply are as sinful and sideways as every other human being is and always has been. But your amazing God knows your inability to focus so intently on him day by day. He offers you forgiveness. He covers you with righteousness through the baby in Simeon's arms, the one in whom you will find solace 
is the same one who pays for the solace and works that solace in your heart and life. From one moment to the next, you and I might have very different answers to the question, are you prepared to die? Perhaps if someone asked us, are you prepared to go to heaven, we might wisely answer with both never and always. That's because you and I understand exactly what Simeon was feeling and believing that day as he spoke about both the Lord's Christ and the Lord's salvation. They are both only and always from God. God will determine the moment we join him in eternity. Until then, you and I can hold the baby Jesus in our arms and praise our God for giving us every last thing we need to be confident that we are ready to meet him face to face because we have seen over and over and over again our salvation. It is God's gift in word and sacrament and it is ours to unwrap every single day of our lives in awe as we read, listen, meditate, worship, confess, proclaim. Amen. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen.